Hi, I'm Joe from JH Leather and welcome to the JH Leather podcast. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about seeing some red deer, my 2.30am finish in the workshop and the next two months of videos. Okay, so we're going to kick the podcast off with where have I been for the last two months because we didn't have a podcast for May and this one that's coming out is for May and for June. So it's been quite a weird couple of months. I've not been overly busy in the workshop, but I have been busy outside of the workshop. So yeah, in the workshop, it's been really quiet. I was supposed to have a one-to-one workshop, but unfortunately the lady booked onto that had to rearrange and we still haven't yet booked that in so yeah that didn't go ahead which was a shame because I really like doing the one-to-one workshops and we haven't had any others book in since then which is a bit of a shame but I understand I think the cost of living crisis that we have here in the UK at the moment is really affecting the one-to-ones not so much the sort of like buying or patterns and acrylics and stuff because they're not overly expensive but I do understand that the price of the one-to-one workshop is quite high if you're trying to save money because in the UK here our cost of energy has just gone through the roof as well as our cost of food and just everything it's just ridiculous at the moment so yeah so they've they've been quite quiet i am still hopeful that they will pick up but the the rest of the business is doing fine so i'm not too worried about that but yes like i said outside of the workshop especially for may it has been incredibly busy so we had a couple things going on we had tim's uncle's 40th wedding anniversary which we did and then a few days after that we then went up to scotland for just over 10 days to do a maintenance trip on our new boat now if you are interested in seeing what we actually got up to then we do have a channel for that so my hi i'm joe channel has been rebranded to joe and tim because it is more about our boating stuff really i don't have time to do all the sort of videos i want to do in terms of getting out with skylar and walking and stuff like that and the bike park is shut down now so i'm not doing any of those videos and sort of i moved away from them quite quickly as well but yeah so Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying was, if you are interested in seeing what we actually got up to in Scotland in more detail, then we do have the uh, Joe and Tim channel, which I'll link at the bottom in the description for you to go and check out if you are that way inclined. So anyway, the Scotland trip, it was amazing. We had really good weather for the, those 10 days that we were up there and we got so much done on this boat. So we got the boat hat trick in October and she's all right like condition wise but she needed a lot of modernizing and just fancying up really so tim's been going up there quite a lot this year and he is actually heading up again this week as i'm recording this for his seventh trip <laughs> i think of the year so um yeah so the, when we went uh, um i was helping tim do some of the sort of bigger jobs so he could do some of the other little things that I can't help with. <laughs> so um, basically on a previous trip, he sanded the whole deck down and in places it's got sort of recessed sort of bits on the deck where you then put in some, it's like rubber, textured rubber mats. And so I was, that was my job. So cutting out all of those and sticking them down and it transformed the boat so much. It looks so good. And after that, I've also then went and did on the anti-fouling. Now that was a much bigger job than what I was expecting. I've done, when we had the smaller boat, Salty Sea Dog, we did do the anti-fouling on that, but that is a very very a much smaller boat compared to hat trick that we've got now and yes so it took both of us to do it um we took i think in total four days pretty much sanding 
just sanding, prepping the boat and getting that ready to put on some new anti-farding, which we did. And we put it in black and it looks so good with the rest of the colours that we've got. It was like a really yucky red. It was pretty faded and pretty powdery and just yuck. Um, but yeah, so that's looking pretty good now. And then I also went on and helped do some of the interior painting as well as cutting out the new floor panels. So yeah, and whilst we were up there, because we were working so late and it's amazing how much more light you get up in Scotland because it's so much more further north, there is a lot more light in the evening. So that was really cool. And um, so Skylar, unfortunately, her walks were put back to very late in the day, bless her. But it did mean that because we were going out later, then there was more wildlife around. And I got to see my first red deer in Scotland, which is pretty amazing considering we've been going up there for the last <laughs> goodness knows how many years. And I hadn't seen them before and they were really um, close to where I was walking her. And so I actually managed to walk back to the boatyard, get my camera and then walk back up to where they were and I found them again. They were laying down, so I thought I'd missed them, but I did find them and I got some really nice pictures of the red deer, which it was just amazing to do. So really happy with those pictures that I got. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then I will be putting the pictures up that I got that you can see. Uh, so you can see just how majestic they are. So that was pretty, pretty amazing, really, to be able to see them. And I did see them a few other times, but they weren't as close as what they were that day. So... Yes, yeah, so that was that was just amazing, really, to see that. But yeah, so we got all the boat done and then we came home. And a couple of days later, we then went up to Manchester to see Elton John in concert. So he's doing his The Goodbye Yellow Big Road tour. And oh my goodness, that was amazing. So I actually bought the tickets for that for Tim's 40th birthday, which was a good two years ago now. We got to see that finally. And it was quite nice. It was like the week before his birthday this year. And oh my goodness, it was amazing. So it was at the Manchester AO Arena. And uh, just it was such a massive room and like there's so many people there it was just such a great sort of atmosphere around it and oh my goodness Elton John's voice was just amazing and like and some of the songs that he was doing like the whole room was shaking and yeah so a pretty amazing night that was and then continuing on my theme of being incredibly busy two days after Elton John no was it two days yeah on the Friday so we saw Elton John on the Wednesday on the Friday we're then back in the car on a trip to Norwich. It's where my mum's family are from. And it was my granddad's 80th birthday. So we're going down there to see him for his birthday and sort of some more of my mum's relatives and just have a really nice get together and see everyone because you don't get to see everyone that much obviously because they are over the other side of the country my family is incredibly spread out so um yeah so it was great to get down and see them and we were staying at a really nice airbnb and it was great to hang out with mum and my stepdad and my brother and his partner as well and it was just a really lovely relaxed trip and Norwich is really beautiful like especially like I'm not really a city person but Norwich City is really really nice you got the castle there and there's all the old castle um the old roman walls as well and because it's really flinty there a lot of the buildings have a like flint exterior which is just amazing to see you don't really see that anywhere else in the uk um but it's just like it's just an amazing material to see like on a on a building's wall it's pretty cool and like, they've got all the cobbled streets and they got the market which is just amazing for food there's like anything you could wish for food wise is on that market which was just great so yeah we had a lovely time there and that sort of brings us right into the beginning of june so yeah it was an incredibly busy time and now we're gonna wind back the clock a bit here because we did release a couple videos in may which did Mm, they did okay like I don't know what YouTubers doing with their views or you know how they're putting the videos out to people but 
I don't think I'm the only affected channel and I know I've talked about this before but it is it's quite hard when you know you've you put in an awful lot of effort into the videos and then they only get a few thousand views and by that I mean really just a few thousand I know not every video is going to be for everyone but the views have really dropped off lately and it is it is quite not soul destroying <laughs> disappointing that you've put all that effort in and it's just not getting the traction that you'd hope for so, so the three videos the the three one boxes the tools for beginner and the luggage tag that have been released in May and June haven't done overly well which is a shame it is what it is I can't really change that all I can do is continue Continue making videos and hope that some of them will get traction and will get pushed out but yeah they still enjoy making them so we had the three in one boxes which I really enjoyed doing it was great to try new techniques so I did a wet molded box which I hadn't done before which was really good so we did that we also did one with a box stitch and then I also tried one with a cross stitch now it wasn't really a video in terms of Although it was sort of a make-along video and you can buy the patterns for it, it was more a sort of demonstration of three different techniques to make the same product and how different the outcomes could be. So I thought that was quite interesting. And it was quite interesting for me to make as well. Yes, we had that one. And then we had the next of our Leathercraft 101 videos, the tools for beginners. So I was I was aware that that one probably wasn't going to be doing as good as some of my other videos because I have done a lot of tool videos in the past. But as part of this Leathercraft 101 series, I wanted to do a whole video on that just so that they can all club together in the same playlist and sort of make like because if I didn't have it it wouldn't really round the series off so we had that one out we also did the leather luggage tag which is something that I've been wanting to do for a while because the one that I had made previously was a bit of a chunky fella <laughs> so I just wanted to make one that was really sort of more in keeping with the skills that I have now I don't remember when I last made one but I did make I have made one before and it was a while ago and it was quite a big old thing and so it was great to be you know even in my leather craft has come on an awful long way in the last few years doing more of the small leather goods and and the luggage tag that we made is actually, I'm really pleased with it. So yeah, so that one's come out well and that is available in, in a mini version and a standard or a more standard option. And the pack comes with both of them if you are interested in making leather luggage tags. So yeah, so that was that one. And the latest video that was released last week as I'm recording was another of the Leathercraft 101 series and this was on threads. Now this is one that I've been wanting to make for a while because I get asked an awful lot of questions about what threads to use, what size thread should I use for this project, what needles should I use and stuff. So I thought, you know, I mean, as part of the Leathercraft 101 series, it's a really great fit for that because, you know, threads, it can be a bit of a minefield. You know, you've got an awful lot to choose from. And when you're starting out, you're not too sure why people use this over that and what the results of using this is compared to the results of using that. So that's what this video aimed to, to cover. And I think I did quite well covering it, if I do say so. And actually, the feedback that I've gotten there in the comments so far has actually been really positive, uh, which has been really nice to see. You know, a lot of people have said, you know, that it's contained all the information that they needed, which is really good and which is what I was aiming for at the end of the day. So... Yes, it was good to do that. You know, I think, like I said, I think I covered everything in it. I had, you know, a proper visual comparison of different threads being used, different thread materials and sizes, and also comparing them with, you know, different stitch mark sizes. And I had quite an array of stitch marks 
size is going from 12 stitches per inch up to five millimeters diamond irons. So you could get a really good idea what the threads would look like sort of in the real world, as it were, in these stitch marks on sort of the, the, the leather that I use. And then I also did a comparison between using sort of some of the softer leathers as well. So yeah, so I think it was quite a comprehensive video and I'm hoping it's going to be one of those that is more of a slow burner. I think as people get onto or get into leather craft and maybe find the channel. My plan is to basically have that playlist on the uh, at the top of my sort of YouTube homepage, as it were, for beginners who are getting new to the craft and have just found the channel. And so there's a good place for them to start and get a lot of information that they're going to need moving forward in the craft that we all love. So yes, I'm really pleased with that. And now the last week has been incredibly busy in the workshop for me, not for actual orders, but because I decided <laughs> in my ultimate wisdom, as I do, to give myself a really close target for something. And it's usually me. I'm I am the number one person who puts pressure on myself to do things and stuff. But anyway, there was a reason behind my deadline this time. So unfortunately, my mum has got some health issues at the moment and she is going in to hospital for an operation. As we're recording this, it's this week. So hopefully that all goes well. But her birthday is also coming up. And so I thought as, you know, she's not really probably going to be in the best place for her birthday. You know, and going into hospital, no one enjoys and she's going to be staying overnight and all that. So I decided it would be a nice idea and a nice gift for her to have some just nice bits that she can take into the hospital with us. So I decided I was going to make her a wash bag. Um, so if you've seen my grab bag video, it's that bag. So I've made her that, um, which, oh my goodness, it came out so well. I'm so pleased with it. So I used an Alran, I think it is, goat skin for the outside, for the external in marine. It's such a nice colour. And we had the silver... Uh, Riri zips which if you are making any bags the Riri zips are just amazing they're such high quality I mean they are incredibly expensive for zips but they are worth it they're really nice really really nice zips I really do like them so we had that going on and then also I decided to make a weekend bag. Now, I've never made a weekend bag and this is something that I've had on my list of things that I want to make for a while and I thought you know what this is the week I'm going to do it. And when I say this is the week, I mean literally I had a week from when all the leather and everything arrived to when I needed to get everything posted off. So I did actually start the weekend bag, uh, not the weekend bag, the wash bag the week before. So I had a day on that and then I had another day or half a day to finish it. And then I was working on the patterns for the weekend bag to make sure that that was going to work. And so... I made the patterns on the computer and I checked them again and again and again just to make sure that they were going to work. And then I printed, actually printed them out on the Glowforge. I didn't do them as an acrylic because I didn't have acrylic that size and I wasn't totally sure that it was going to work. But I used some greyboard, which actually worked really well. So I'm going to buy some more greyboard for testing of patterns and stuff like that because it worked really well, actually. So I cut the patterns out on the Glowforge and measured them again to make sure that they were working and then my final testing for that was actually making one just briefly like a quick tester prototype out of some vinyl that I've got in the workshop and I'm not really doing anything with and so it's a nice cheap material so I just whipped one up quickly on the sewing machine just to make sure that it was going to work and it did come out quite well so that meant 
I could actually start. So I started making the bag properly. Sort of on the, the Tuesday afternoon, I started cutting out the shapes and stuff and then trying to figure out the best way to do rolled handles because although I've done rolling in the past I haven't really done like rolled handles before with like the nice fancy end the way that I usually do it <laughs> not a very um, not a very attractive name what we called it at work when I was doing my Stroud apprenticeship we called it the cat's bum <laughs> but uh, if, you, if you imagine like it's got like the tuck in and it sort of like puckers up a bit and it's just yeah the cat's bum <laughs> rolling method so I didn't want to do that because I wanted it to look really nice and so that meant basically having the sort of end sort of not like a shape but sort of being stitched on at the end afterwards rather than being stitched in with everything else and uh, so I did a test on that and it came out all right and so bear in mind I'm also using chrome tanned leather for this and I haven't done any rolling with chrome tan before so there was lots of firsts and it did come out really well and so I was like okay well that's fine you know we'll start on the actual one and so yeah things sort of went into fruition first thing on Wednesday so I was proper started the bag on the Wednesday trying to start with those rolled handles they actually came out really well I think so I used it's like 1.8 to 2 mil chrome tan calf leather oh my god it's amazing again and it really matched the marine uh, color of the wash bags which is why I paired them together however I didn't have uh, it was basically I bought a side and I bought this side like two maybe even three years ago now to use specifically for this project I just never started the project but it meant that I literally had one go at this and so it was quite stressful so it was like there was no second chances at all so I literally had just enough to get everything out and get the piping on the long bit um, of the high which meant I could do it in one go rather than having two joins in the piping I could just have the one at the bottom which worked really well anyway we weren't talking about that but we're talking about the rolled handles so yes yeah, so I basically I used the rolled handles at their full thickness and then lined them with micron I think it's called you would have seen it in some of my other videos it's basically it's the black fabric with the adhesive backing on it so I used that as the backing for it now I think in hindsight um, having used that I think it's going to work well um, however I do have some Texon material in the workshop which I think maybe would have been a bit better it's got a bit more structure to it but I just I need to do a bit more testing on that and the reason that I used because I was planning on using a um, like a veg tan sort of leather for sort of some of the accessories and sort of bits on it so like the rolled handles and the shapes but I didn't have one that I, that I had that would match so that's why I ended up doing the whole bag with the chrome tan but they actually came up really well and I'm really happy with it and I have learned so much during this project which is really helpful and hopefully moving forward you know this will be something that I'll be able to to share with you all so the rolled handles I got prepped up by the end of Wednesday finished them Thursday morning because we got to do a lot of edge painting which oh my goodness edge painting takes forever <laughs> so uh, the results are really good when you put the effort in but oh my goodness it's it's a lot of effort you've got to put in but yeah so they actually came out really well and I'm really pleased with just the overall look of them and then went on and cut out all the panels and lined the panels with the iron-on fabric it's not the best but it's all that I had so it's this iron-on canvas and so just to give them a 
bit more structure to them. Then it was on to doing the scariest bit for me, which was on the bell skiver. So skiving around all the edges. Now, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with my bell skiver at the moment. However, I've been going over and over all my notes that I have on it. And if you if you do have a bell skiver, I, I highly recommend getting a subscription to the Leathercraft Masterclass because he has got a video all about the Bell Skyver on there. And it is just, it's probably the best video I think I've ever seen on the Bell Skyver. So I kept having to go back to my notes on that because I don't have the subscription anymore. But thankfully, I did make a lot of good notes on it. So um, I finally got the Skyver set up how I wanted after having it for like three years. It was basically, it was doing sort of the skives around the external bit. I'd always done them as a step skive and I shouldn't be doing them as a step skive. It should have been a sort of like a sloped um, skive all the way around and being able to set the machine up for that. And it worked so well. Yeah, I am so pleased that I went back over my notes for that because it made everything so much easier having it set up properly for that skive because where I've done the step skive in the past sometimes it sort of it just gets eaten up a bit at, at the edges which is not something I could afford on this project because I didn't have any extra leather for it so it was quite stressful but actually it came out really well um, on the skiver and yeah so dead chuffed with that and then yeah just basically putting the rest of it together and so my mum her hospital appointment is this week um as I'm recording this so I needed to get the bag to her ideally by nine a.m tuesday morning which meant really i needed to post it on saturday in the last post next day so the last post was at half past 10 on saturday morning so i had until half past 10 saturday morning and by seven o'clock friday night the bag was still in four pieces that wasn't ideal so basically what i did i um i came home and then i actually went back to the workshop to finish it because i i if i if i didn't do that it would not have got done i can tell you that it wouldn't have done i ended up doing another oh, what six hours I think I got back to the workshop at half past eight and just carried on going until half past two a.m when I finished it so what's that eight <laughs> yeah so I did another six hours on the bag after doing <laughs> a whole day's work on it but I am so happy that I did it it's come out so well I am so pleased with it and it is a project that we will be featuring on the YouTube channel at some point in the future as a make-along video and it's not going to be just uh, one video there's no way that I can do that condense that into one video so we're going to have it as separate videos we'll have the handles as one video and then probably the main the main part of the, uh, the build will be at least two videos maybe even three because otherwise they're gonna be incredibly long videos and I reckon I sat down afterwards and I reckon this bag I mean because without filming it it's obviously it's a lot quicker if you're not filming and I reckon for me to comfortably do one five days would probably be what I would set myself for this although I did it obviously in sort of four days I guess if you um, split up my Friday two day stint <laughs> but that was working flat out on it so I reckon five days would be a better um, time scale for this project and so you can see what that would I would need to split that down into multiple videos because it would have like even the handles video on its own probably going to be like a good half hour 45 minutes so yeah and I want to perfect that pattern for the handles as well because I think I need to alter that a bit just to get the stitch marks where I want them because like I said I've not used to doing the rolling that way where you sort of have 
have it fold over afterwards. So I still need to do a bit of practice on that. But like I said, I'm really happy with this bag. I learned so much making that bag. Like, I mean, that's what I like about doing these big projects, you know, that I haven't done before because I still, I get to learn a lot, which is what I like doing. And then I I can I can go through all the, the troublesome bits and hopefully perfect them and then let you know the easy way about doing them. Uh, but yeah, so I am so happy with that. Now, at the point of recording this, the bag hasn't arrived yet. It should be arriving today. And so I'm not sure if she likes it, but I'm pretty sure she will. So yeah, so dead chuffed with that, even if it did mean that I had very little sleep over this weekend. But yeah, so that was the big thing that was taking up a lot of my time this last week. And yes, yeah, so, I mean, that sort of sums up everything as to where we are now. So looking ahead, we've got a few things coming up. So I've actually now got two weeks before we go on our big Scotland sailing adventure, hopefully. And currently, <laughs> the boat doesn't actually start. So Tim's heading up to Scotland this week to hopefully try and sort that out because we the, the engine is quite a big, uh, a big necessity <laughs> for us. So... I've got two weeks now to get four videos filmed. We're going to have the next two Leathercraft 101 videos, which the first one is going to be all about stitching. And I'm going to split that into two parts of the modern stitching where you stitch with diamond chisels all the way through. And then the traditional stitching will be the second part where we will be using the pricking irons as well as an awl because I think it'll be good to cover both. Although the actual stitching method, once you've got all the holes in, is the same. I think using an awl is so important. Like you wouldn't be able to make this weekend bag that I just made without knowing how to use an awl properly because you have to, the whole thing was hand stitched and there's just no way you could really do that with stitch marking all the way through. Not on all, like on some parts, yeah, you can do that, but not for the whole lot. Yeah, I'm going to have half of that video is going to be dedicated to stitching with an awl and sort of trying to like, show you awling techniques that work is the plan so we've got that one coming out and then the next one after that is going to be my first project type video so we are going to take what we've learned in the last um, what will be four videos and put them into use by making your first project which is going to be a double-sided coaster now i know that's not the fanciest of sounding projects to do but it is a really good project as a first project and it's what I now use as the first project that we make in any of my one-to-one -one workshops where the person is a complete beginner because it's got pretty much other than skiving it's got everything else you need to learn for leather craft it's got all the techniques in there so we're going to be doing this double-sided coaster and then stitching all the way around the outside as our first project in the leather craft one-on-one series which will sort of round that series off which will be nice and then I need to think about what my next series is going to be maybe Leathercraft 102 with more advanced techniques I'm not sure so yes yeah, so they're the Leathercraft 101 videos that we're going to be doing which will be out this month and next month and we've also got to do two make-along videos now I've got the first one sorted or not sorted and much as filmed um as in i know what i'm going to be doing for it i haven't done that one yet so that one will probably be the first one that i'll have to do because that will be the make along for this month so that's going to be it's like a tri-fold card holder wallet but in an l shape so it folds up to be quite 
like small and compact rather than sort of like the long trifold wallet that we've covered a few videos ago and it's just going to be solely for cards um there's not going to be a cash slot or anything in there although if you wanted to you could obviously put a folded up note in with some of the card pockets so that's going to be the make along video which i'm looking forward to making i haven't quite decided on what the next make along video is going to be just yet it's probably not going to be the biggest project because like i said i've only got two weeks in which to film these four videos for the month of july <laughs> yes we're in july and august because we are like i said uh briefly earlier we're heading to scotland so we actually go hopefully as long as tim can get the boat to start we're hopefully going to scotland on the 17th of july and the plan is to go sailing for four weeks so i want to get all my videos done before then so that when i'm away i don't need to worry too much about it and all the videos are going to be there and when we get back in the middle of august i've still got time then to get some more videos out for september so when you just think about sort of times and stuff it's like oh jeepers gosh the year is going fast isn't it i think that brings you all up to where we are and i'm going to say now there's not going to be a podcast next month because we are going to be in scotland um, so yeah so i hope you enjoyed listening and uh, i will catch you in the next one <laughs>